to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I am Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Contra. Contra was released in the arcades by Konami in 1987 and was ported to the Nintendo Entertainment System in February of 1988 in Japan and in the U.S., but December of 1990. Whoa. In PAL territories. Oh, but that was, that's Pro Protector, right? Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Okay. Because there are actually four distinctly different versions of this game. Oh, wow. Uh, there is the PAL version, a.k.a. Probotector, mm-hmm. and uh, where most of the humans were changed to androids. Right, right. And this was to avoid the Federal Review Board for Media Harmful to Minors oh. in Germany. Okay. Uh, Germany has the hardest line laws in all of Europe, so hmm. most things are made to suit their uh It's like something different happens. Uh... And that was also for the censorship standards in Australia. They also have very, very strict ones. There's... Hmm. Uh, famously, no R or mature rating until very recently in that, that country. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, there was the MSX2 version, and that does not scroll, but instead loads each screen individually. Ugh, okay. Never played that one. Kind of glad now. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Metal Gear. And then also in that one, you have a health bar. Is that overhead? No. Or uh, side? I don't know. Okay. Fair enough, man. I wanted to check that out. But also in that one, there is no spread, and it is only a single-player game. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then you have the NES version, and that changes the setting from all the other ones. The other games take place in New Zealand in the year 2633. Oh, okay. And um, now it's 1987 in the Amazon. Right, right. For us Americans. And then there was also, finally, the Japanese release, and that used a... uh, custom memory controller that was not in the united states uh not in our cartridges oh okay so they had uh cutscenes in theirs oh yeah yeah i've heard about that before and i guess some other little graphical flourishes uh like uh in the background or waterfalls Hmm. um there was a a snowstorm wind level uh, windswept leaves i think through the background of one oh wow nice yeah yeah and they also got a stage select code oh yeah i've seen that yeah so we didn't have the worst version, but I don't think we had the best either. Yeah, maybe it's worth checking out the Famicom, just the system stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely worth checking that one out. Probably can skip the MSX 2 version. <laughs> Sounds like it. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Contra? Contra is a it's a side-scrolling action platformer. Um, 2D for the most part. Yeah, and uh, two players simultaneous, if you so desire, which is uh, a big bonus. It is, because in this game, you are Bill or Lance. Yeah. You are both Contras. Yeah. Um, I guess not in the American version. <laughs> yeah, which still is a weird choice, but whatever. You know, it's, yeah, I don't know, because it's not like, you know, people had good memories of the Iran-Contra scandal in, right, in their like... <laughs> rearview mirror, so... I don't know who chose that title. I mean, I love this game, so that's fine, but... You know, and in fact, I think for our generation, people really don't even think of Contras in their traditional sense. They think of it as in relationship to this game. Right, right. I know for me, I I could never understand what the whole Oliver North had to do with this video game. Yeah, I'm like, hey, if you're smuggling these games to Iran, then 
Maybe he was on the right side. Maybe he was. Now, in this game, you can jump. And whew, what a jump this is. Yeah, one of the, the best, man. Yeah, man, this jump is so high and so tall and so squirrely, but in a good way, like that perfect squirrely. Yeah, oh yeah, you get a lot of uh, back and forth play. You can alter your uh, trajectory at uh, almost any point during the jump. Yeah, and the jump is so high. I mean, that's the other key factor. You jump three or f- two or three times your own height. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you get some hang time, and you give a nice little somersault in there too. It's like yeah, that tuck yeah. and roll. That's that's my favorite kind of jump in video games. Yeah, yeah. You get like the the flip. Definitely, and then you can also shoot in this game. And uh, you start out with a basic gun mm-hmm. that shoots what three shots at a time, three on screen. I think so, three, maybe four. I'm trying to remember from what my uh, rapid fire controller uh, lets me cheat to, but <laughs> and then. The main thing about this game is that there are multiple guns to use. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we are. should say you get a full eight-directional spread on that shot. Like Yeah, which... yeah. So any gun you use, you can shoot in any direction. One of the eight cardinal directions. Big bonus. I guess those aren't cardinal directions. One of the eight directions. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the thing that is different, though, is that you when you aim like upward in a direction, you are walking in that direction. Yeah, if you, yeah, your diagonals, you can't really hold still and shoot that way. Can you do it when you're laying down? I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like you stand up and do that weird shuffle walk. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So there are four other guns and then one power-up. And mm-hmm. these all are found either in like weird in weird pods that are flying across the screen that have falcons on them. Well, okay. They are capsules. Okay, capsules. It says it in the manual. And actually, uh, in our previous episode on Super Contra, we had the same debate. And I checked in there in the manual. It says it. And it even says it in the Super C manual. So I let us down. Now, as Nick said, this is our second Contra episode. We did cover Super C, but I think that was also our second episode yeah. ever. So please forgive uh, any, <laughs> any, any anything anything about that one. Well, uh, can go back and listen. See how far we've come. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, the funny part is, is people write to us. And they're like, oh, I'm almost caught up. And I'm like, man, I really wish you would have gone the opposite direction. <laughs> like, start new and go back. So, you, I mean, I guess if they're sticking with it, that's great because it only gets better and better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, there are uh, capsules that fly across the screen. And if you shoot them, out of it pops a, one of the gun power-ups. Yeah, you can also get them from the mounted pillbox sensors on the wall that yeah. reveal a little glowing eagle thing. You shoot that, and they pop out exactly the same. And then randomly they will fall from enemies, I think. Oh, yeah? And then definitely from the red enemies. Oh, in the... Well, yeah, you can get them from the the, yeah, the red enemies in the uh, 3D overhead levels. Well, there's not overhead, remember? Well, whatever. That's they're they're overhead to me. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah I, yeah, I know what you're saying. But oh. I, I always thought of them as overhead. Like, I guess it's behind you, I guess. Is really yeah, it's it like is. a third person. I don't know. They call them 3D action scenes in the book, I think. So. Oh. Huh. Well, they are quite actioning. Now back to those four guns because that's what everyone's everyone's here for. Yes, I mean that's what everyone plays Contra for. There's two reasons: one, because you can play with your friend, mm-hmm. and two, because you get great guns. Oh yeah, all all hits. Well, and uh, let's start with the the most standard, the machine gun. You know, you know you're getting it because the little winged symbol will be an M. Yeah, and the machine gun is a machine gun. Yeah, you can, you know, it's it's auto-fire, so you can hold down the button. Uh, you shoot these big red bullets. Yeah, so they are bigger and a little stronger. I think so, yeah. Now, this is a gun that you do not need to use rapid-fire for because it's useless. Right, right. Just your normal button is just the same amount of rapid-fire. Right. Or, well, turbo, we should say, because rapid-fire is... 
kind of a special power up in this one as well. Oh man, yeah, that's why I said it. So we'll get there. Now, um, <laughs> after that, we have the flame gun. Yeah, it's uh, it's called the fireball in the book. So it actually does have a different name than the F in Super C. And now this is again an F. I know in the middle of the wings when you go to pick it up. Mm-hmm. And yes, this is a different gun than the Super C F by far. Yeah, it's a, it's weird. It's I, I like this gun. I like it's it more. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. And what it is is you shoot out a fireball that goes in a loop across the screen. So yeah. it comes out. It makes its own circle as it goes forward across the screen. And you can have three of them out at a time. Yeah, and um, it's it's kind of fun because, you know, it's got a pretty big hit area. And, I mean, it's slow. It's even slower than the laser, but you can use that to your advantage to kind of, like, set down these fields of fire before you make a jump or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in fact, in my last playthrough, I, I ended up using it a lot, oddly enough. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, not by choice, but, hey. Yeah. If the shoe fits. Yeah, yeah. Now, after Flame, we have the laser. And that is the strongest weapon in the game. Yeah, it's uh, the most limited. You can only really have, I think, one on screen at a time. Like, you you hold down your fire button, and it'll emit the laser. Now, if you hold down the turbo button, you just get a little... A little bit of the laser comes out a little bit at the time. Yeah, because whenever you let off the button, the current laser will just disappear, and then you press it again, and it starts a new one. So if you rapid fire, you'll get, like, a little torch-looking almost thing. But you want to let the laser go across the screen, and it's... It's, you know, a devastating weapon. Yeah, yeah. You and, know, and it goes through all the enemies. Like, it won't disappear when it hits an enemy, okay. which is nice. Now, it does look, I think, more like a flamethrower than maybe a laser. Mm, yeah. So that's my one knock on it, but it's, <laughs> it's a pretty good weapon all around. I did have one other note, then. The laser is what we basically call the boss killer. Oh, yeah, man. If, if you have the laser at any boss, you can pretty much destroy it within five seconds. Yeah, if you just uh, aim right, you know, it, it does take a little patience. I mean, I don't know. It's nice because you can shoot it and then just dodge around. You don't have to worry about, you yeah. know, pick and choose your your, uh, your shots, and you'll do awesome. Now, the final weapon, and the one that most people, you know, are here for, mm-hmm. the big favorite. Oh, yeah. The one that you wish was in every other game. <laughs> and every other game tries, but no one gets it just as right. And that is the spread gun. Yeah, the spread is, I mean, you could say OP. Uh, it's clearly the best weapon. Like, yeah, it's I a, like the laser. Everyone's but, go-to. But, I mean, it's a marked reduction in difficulty for the whole game when you get it because you shoot out a big spread of five huge red uh, bullets. That... Now, it only shoots five if you're firing at a slow pace. Yeah. Because if you really slam that button or spam it, the only three will come out at a time. Yeah, it'll it'll you only get so many bullets so uh, per you, screen, so it'll start taking them off the edges if you uh, are really jamming on that uh, mm-hmm. B button. But you're right. This uh, Everything is much easier with the spread. And then if you're playing two-player and you've got one spread and one laser, I mean, that's the killer combo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which I think, uh, you know, it, it's the same way in Super C, man. Indeed. Now, the final object that you get out of those uh, pods or the pillboxes is <laughs> the rapid fire. Yeah, um... The, which is an R, and mm-hmm. uh, this just gives you a, a few extra bullets on screen. Yes, and that works across all guns, including your base starting gun. Yes, and it, in fact, stacks with itself. Like, it does. I didn't know that. Um, it, it's kind of hard to really build up a bunch of them, but, I mean, I guess you'd be even more undes- you know indestructible then. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess the 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 best thing I could think of would be multiple ones of this and the spread gun, possibly. Yeah, yeah. or I'm, I'm like, I would like to see the laser with that, you know. I don't know, but the R is, I mean, it's somewhat common, but, I mean, it can be hard to, you know, just hold it through the whole game, so. Oh, I, I agree. Uh, well, I guess we'll talk about that a little bit later, but, you know, there is one more uh, power-up you get in the game, mm-hmm. and that is the bulletproof. Yeah, you get the B, it's... It's a big old B. Yep, you flash blue and red, and you uh, can hurt enemies and run into them. And you forget which of the uh, players you are, Bill or Lance. Because yeah, that, <laughs> that is a trick. That's that's the problem. Uh, one of you's red, one of you's blue. When you're invincible, you flash red and blue. So if you're both invincible, then you're in real trouble. You are. But, oh, there is one more, too. The uh, Oh, the Wipeout. Yeah, the Mass Destruction Falcon. Yeah, apparently... Um, it only appears once in the entire game. Yep, one time. And it's not even at a good spot. It's kind of a waste. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very bizarre that it was programmed in at all. If it's it, going yeah. to be used in one very specific instance. And then what is it, the snow level? Yeah, it's in the yeah, snow field. Yeah. And uh, yeah, my notes on that are why? Why? <laughs> why, why indeed. Now, in this game, there is no health in the North American version. Yeah. One hit, a, and you are gone. One hit kill, man. So be careful. Yes, and you start the game with, what is it, three lives? Yep. Now, that's how most people start the game, the yeah. first time they play. <laughs> or actually, the fewest people actually start the game that way anymore. Yeah. Because, of course, there is the Konami Code. Yeah, this was uh, my, my introduction to it. Yeah, for most people, I think it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure it did debut. I've done a little more research since we've talked about this subject last. It debuted with Gradius. Right, right. And then this was the follow-up uh, game that had it in it. So Yeah. This was the first of the of the games that had it that I owned, so. Yeah. And you know, this was in everyone's collection somewhere in the neighborhood. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Now, you use the code up up down down left right left right. It's just B A start in, in yeah. this one, correct? You can hit select to go to two player. Mm-hmm. And that will give you 30 men. And if you need more than that, whew. Yeah, I mean, you also have three continues. So, so that's, that's the other side of the coin. You yeah. get three continues in this game. And if you use the code, you get the 30 men on each continue. Yeah, if you can't if you can't save this uh, island in 90 men, then shame on you. Shame on you indeed. Now, there is only one other way to earn lives. And that is not by using the code, but by gaining points. Yeah, I got that at, what, 20,000? Yeah, and you don't actually see the points unless you unless it's the end of the level, I think. Yeah, I think so. But you'll hear a sound and your little metal will appear up in the corner to let you know you're, you're and, an extra guy. You know, I noticed, I think after the first level, I was getting a free man almost every level, it felt like. It, I feel like, I mean, I used to think you just got one every level, but it's just the score. They line up, It lines up pretty well, That you know. Yeah. And I know that final level, the enemies are uh, seem like they're worth more points. I got at least one or two right off the bat in that level. I could, Yeah, I could see that. There, There's no point values or anything listed, so... Exactly. There are also, uh, we have these kind of, we touched on a little bit, but there's these like third person 3D levels. There's two of them, you know, in Super C you had the overhead levels. But right. These are a, a different beast kind of where you're like shooting down a hallway. There's, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird, but I, I like them better than the overhead ones. To I be agree. <laughs> in fact, I wish this would have been carried over into more games or different games. Um, yeah, yeah. I can kind of see like a, another world where these are heavily influenced uh, Goonies 2. Okay, yeah. You know, um, I wish you could move around them as freely in Goonies 2 as you could in this one. Maybe they'd be a little less confusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, they're definitely uh, an interesting addition to 
you know what you're via standard 2d side scroller yeah i like them well nick i know this is a pretty early game in the nintendo's uh lifespan it is it is but this is a great developer so i'm hoping that they put some money into their instruction manual well they did not um <laughs> this is a <laughs> it's a very short one um 11 pages so Ooh, that's that's getting close to the shortest, I think. Yeah, uh, you know, Super C had a short one, too, but, uh, you know, they're both very compact and describe the gameplay, you know. It's uh, black and white. Um, does it does it go into the story at all? Well, it does, actually, uh, which is a little, you know, it's interesting um, because, okay, in 1957, an object crashed near Mayan ruins in oh, the yeah. Amazon basis, basin, That's which right. is hilarious because Mayans did not live in or near the Amazon basin. No. They're in, like, Mexico. It's totally wrong. Bogus geography. Right. And then uh, 30 years later, for some reason, uh, tales start reaching the Pentagon of, uh, you know, their alien attacks or something's going on there. Um, so they covertly send in some heroes uh, to destroy Red Falcon. Oh, Red Falcon being the evil alien entity. Yes. Um, so it's very Predator straight off the bat where they're like, we got to send in our toughest two dudes, you know? like Yeah, Rambo and... <laughs> who's the guy that fights the predator uh dutch rambo and dutch and um you know this book doesn't have the 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 puns and stuff that i was hoping for from other konami one uh manuals unfortunately but instead it just kind of like tries to intimidate you all the time it's kind of funny okay like, like uh <laughs> like how so well in the um uh at the end of the story it's like you know if you win then we're all saved or no okay it's like if you fail Life as we know it will cease to exist, but if you succeed, well, it doesn't matter because I doubt you will. Oh. And then, like, on the, all the level descriptions, they have these little, you know, they're like, good luck, you'll need it, or I hope you believe in miracles. <laughs> Odds are against you. Like, every level, it's kind of funny, so you get that instead of the, the other humor. Um, ah, well, you know, I, I like that they're trying something different. Yeah, and you get a little drawn screenshot of each level in the preview parts. Okay. And um, Enemy section? No, but it does, uh. <laughs> hilariously, um, for the special weapons, it does have uh, artwork of the letters that make all the weapons. Like, it doesn't show you what the weapon does, but it's like a little eagle with an S spread uh -huh. gun. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no enemies, and you do get a four-line note section at the bottom third of the last page. <laughs> okay. And that's it. <laughs> uh, just in case you wanted to write down, what, the Konami code, maybe? <laughs> I guess, man. There are not a lot of scores, but... Yeah, so that's all you get. All right. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with this game? Um, I uh, I owned this game and beat it many times. Uh, it's one of the first games I remember getting on my uh, NES. Um, I was I remember being tipped off by that. I think it had a little preview in the very first issue of Nintendo Power. Mm -hmm. I remember showing it to my dad and being like, this game looks awesome. And I, I remember it because he was like, yeah, I, I saw that too. I think it looks really cool. I think we'll get that. And like... Blew my mind, man. Just extra Nintendo game. No no fuss, no muss. So, yeah. I loved it. I don't know what it was about the very beginning of the Nintendo days that, like, our parents were still kind of into it, maybe on board. Not my mom, but my dad was interested in games to a degree. Yeah, yeah. So, there was that magical, like, first year or two where you could maybe sneak in a game that wasn't birthday or Christmas. <laughs> I do feel bad because one of the things I also remember is, you know, the week or two or three before we actually got it bugging my dad every day when he got home from work like hey did you get it today did you get you know he's like no i told you one of the you know i'm like <laughs> you opened up a pandora's box of childhood misery 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I never owned it. But like I said, this is one of those games that half the kids in the neighborhood had. So yeah, I could yeah. borrow this whenever I wanted. It was very popular. And I just remember borrowing it for many weeks at a time through the summer, sitting there with my best friend and, you know, both of us just, you know, playing through. So um, did you ever play the arcade? Uh, not in an arcade. Uh, I've played a little bit here at my house okay. after I built my machine, but I, I never yeah. saw it in the arcade as a child. I was going to say, I never did either. I'd never even, I didn't know it was an arcade game when I was young. No. So, Nick, what was your more recent experience with this game? Um, well, uh, I played this game um, five or six times. I beat it like three times. I would just mm-hmm. play it like every day a little bit, see how far I got, uh, without the code, too. I, it was only one player, but um, I was able to beat it three of the times, so yeah, usually using two continues maybe even three but well you know we have a storied past together and Mm -hmm. lived together for many years and at one of those places where we lived with a a few other gentlemen in a house there was a nintendo out and this was one of those staple games yeah yeah so super c as well yeah uh well our other roommates foolishly claimed that they could beat it quicker than us yeah or something or something better and we were we we knew they were dumb. No, they were wrong. And uh, so we made sure that both of these games entered our current rotation at the time. It's sadly, we never came to, you know, never came to blows with them, but we're no. still ready. Yeah. So, uh, Billy, if you're out there, or... Um, Mr. Diltz. Yeah. You know, call us up. We will destroy you in some Contra, or Super Contra. We don't care. Yeah. For free. For free. And, you know, we played it a ton back then. Yeah. You know, I mean, so... I had it down better than I ever did as a child. Uh, cut to, you know, last week, I played it uh, just once. I just I just called Bill, had him over, and we uh, went through the game together. We did use the code because yeah, yeah. I didn't want to act a fool. Right, it was kind of yeah, late yeah. at night. And uh, I've just played this game so much, I didn't really feel the need to, to go through it again more than that one time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I don't know. It's one of those type of games that's just... I know it so well and it's so familiar. I, you know, I'll just play it a little bit. I don't even have to beat it or you know, agree, see how far I can get. I, I just don't like to play it single player anymore. It just doesn't have that that same magic. And, and my son was still uh, across the country. Just made it home <laughs> today. So had to call in some backup to get the two-player action going. Right on. Well, Nick, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I'd like to say this, to me, was the first NES game that really brought home the two-player arcade feel. Oh, yeah. I, I would agree 100%, man. Uh, it was one of my first, uh, yeah, games that I got, so it it really set the standard, like, for games for a long time. Yeah, it was the two-player game, as far as I was concerned. Like, if you weren't as good as Contra, then what were you? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's my favorite Contra, too. I'm not going to bury the lead here. I'll, I'll throw it out there right now. You know... I'm a little on the fence. I think I like the boss battles of the second one more, but I like the levels of this one more. Yeah, I can. Well, that's kind of like I feel like, you know, each sequel that's come out after the first one has gotten away from levels and more towards big boss set piece battles. Yeah. You know, along that slider. So it's just kind of like personal preference. No, I can see that. And the thing about bosses in this and the sequel are that, you know, if you know where to stand when they appear, they are not a challenge by any stretch of the imagination. No, no. And I I think this game, while it is is tough, it's it has a reputation for being harder than it is. Mm -hmm. Like. It's like impossible without the 30-man code, but it's like, it just, you just got to learn the levels, memorize like a lot of old games. Yeah, it, it has that, that reputation, and it's very unearned. I just don't get it. You know, like I said, I played through this game with uh, our buddy Bill, mm-hmm. and 
you know, we did use the code because I haven't played it in a year or two and, you know, don't want to embarrass myself. Sure, sure. Uh, but we needed it, of course. Mm-hmm. But I think we the we both finished the game with uh, like around 10, 13 men with no continues. Okay, nice. Yeah. So, you know, we could have done it with continues, I feel like. And, you know, with a, another run through or one more day's worth of practice... We could have handled that game. Yeah, no code at all. Yeah, it's not uh, not bad. Um, I really I feel like the code's there. You can learn the whole game pretty easily playing it through it a little while with it, and then after you're done, boom, you, you're ready to give it a real try. Now, you know, as we also noted that we used to play this game quite a bit, and it was really weird uh, being the laser guy. Bill was Bill was, oh, Bill's yeah. a spread man too. <laughs> okay. I acquiesced to him. Okay. And yeah, the, you know, being the laser guy, there's definitely a, a rhythm you got to get into. And especially the bosses, yeah, you have to be. There's a timing that you know I'm not used to, but <laughs> it, it's played out quite well. And you know, as we said before, the the laser is just such an insane boss killer. Yeah, it's so strong, man. If you're standing in the right spot, or you know, the other player can be covering you from any projectiles that would be coming around. Right, right. Man, it just. I mean, as we'll go over here in a few once we go through the levels, but I just forgot how quickly you can destroy those things. Yeah, you can annihilate them, man. Um, the one one big thing that i don't like that can happen in more so if you're playing two players you know the vertical levels you can kill your friend yeah yeah but there's also a couple spots even if you're playing single player where if you die you come falling in down right into the pit yeah it's like if you're not ready like it happened you have to, to me. steer yourself it's so frustrating it's like come on man yeah that is very frustrating and then uh, you know the last thing i'd like to talk about before we get into the levels of this game is the fact that this is very much someone thinking what if we put rambo and Dutch from Predator <laughs> in a game that was the plot of Predator, but at the end, he fights a bunch of aliens yeah. from the movie Aliens. Yep. It's, it's right there, man. It's glorious. Yeah, it's like you took the four biggest action movie franchises and shoved them together into one beautiful package. Yep, people, they were dumb not to do it sooner. I'm, I'm going to have to agree with that <laughs> 100%. All right, Nick, we have discussed a little bit about the history of this game. We've gone over our histories with it, and we've talked about the gameplay. So now it's time to take this game level by level. And this is a game that we can very easily go level by level because there's only, what, eight levels total? Yeah. All right, well, let's start with level one. This this is the level that everyone's played. Yeah, well, it's the jungle. It's the jungle. It's the very beginning. And you know what? This game does not pull any punches out of the gate. No, no, I mean, it's, uh, okay, I mentioned this in Super C. I really like this jungle level, mm-hmm. and I think it looks way better than the one in Super C. I mean, I okay. really like the rock sprites in the background. Yes, like the little mountainy ones? Well, I, even the ones that make up the walls, right. you know, like, they just, they have a weird kind of irregular look to them that I don't, it's way less, like, repetitive than a lot of other patterns of games of this age, and I don't know, I just think it looks great, like, you got, you can see mountains in the background at first, yeah. starlit sky, and... There's jungles back there, water at the bottom. Yeah, and you know, right away this game shows you that you're going to be existing on multiple levels of platforms. Yeah, yeah. If you're going side scrolling, you've got at least four different levels that you could be jumping on. And then right away they drop you some some uh, power ups. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, know? you can get all of the uh, weapons are present here in the first level at some point. So okay. You'll get a chance to see them all uh, right away if you you know as long as you can make it to the end of the level. <laughs> yeah. Now right away you do get the rapid and the the machine gun. Yeah. And you always have to make that that decision. Do you let one player get both or do you split them up? Yeah. That, well, it's tough, man. That's it, that's something that, you know 
playing at one player in some ways is easier because you get all the power ups to mm-hmm. choose from. You know, two players you got to share them. Yeah, but they they don't make more enemies or anything. So right, and then I always go with you know whoever's taking the machine gun, let them have that rapid power as well. Yeah, you know it's going to do them a lot more good than you. And then you have the bridges. Now, man, these bridges were always a point of contention and still are for many people. Whether it's better to go up or down? or Well, yeah, I mean, they're just still hard to get across. Well, I figured out a trick. I always had the same thing. Like, I almost always would just end up in the water anyways. Mm-hmm. But if you just want to jump way earlier than you think you should. Uh-huh. And I was able to get across them every time. Like, it's really weird where I would always think, like, you want to be as close to the edge of the, the cliff before yeah. you jump. But it's actually better, like... If you jump way before then, like, the, because it won't trigger the explosions. Like, they're based okay. on your, uh, Distance. like, horizontal. Yeah, so. Okay. Well, then, you know, the spread is dropped over the second bridge. That's the trick. Is like, that's what you get for making it over the bridge. Because if you don't, <laughs> it's stuck up there. That's that's the problem. Unless you want to die to yes. spawn up there. Now, you have been encountering two main types of enemies around here. The running guys. Yeah, I always called them backpack troopers because they have a backpack. Or it looks like it to me. I agree. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? I, w- I will refer to them as the same from now on. And then on the groundish areas, right above the water, you'll have the guys with guns. They're actively shooting at you. Riflemen. Um, and just like in Super C, I always call these guys Crimson Guards because they look just like the G.I. Joe bad guys. All right. And then after that, you have the little turrets, which look exactly like a tank head. Yeah, but it's like, uh, it's like vertically on a wall. Yeah, stuck on a wall. So... Again, those things, not too much trouble, but it's the pop-up ones a little later that can be some problems. Yeah, I love the way those guys look, too. The uh, red and gray the kind ones? Of, the kind of glowy ones. Like mm-hmm. They look like, they really do look like a toy that you would get back in the day, like a space tank or something. All right. To me, I don't know. Then you get your first gaps you got to jump across, but none of these are hard jumps. Yeah, at this point, too, you're like in the jungle now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just trees and stuff behind you. And then you have the opportunity to get your spread and laser at the same time. Yeah, that's the, you have some choices to make there. Well, if you're two-player, you pick one of each. Because oh, yeah. right after that is the boss of this level. Mm-hmm. And I use the word boss very loosely <laughs> because it's just a wall. Well, it's a, a fortified wall. It's kind of a trope for Contra games. Yes. And this is the first one. Where yes. It's um, it, The manual lists it as a fortified Mayan temple. Oh, well, it doesn't look Mayan at (laughs) all, but it is definitely a fortified wall. Yeah. And there's some cannons at the top. Yeah. Well, you got, you got a sniper dude or a crimson guard at the very top. And then there's Yeah, but you take him out like instantly. Yeah. It's always the first thing. I don't even consider him part of that wall because he's gone right away. It's, why are you there? (laughs) Then you have these two big guns, uh, but they just kind of lob a big old bullet out. There's a safe spot at the very left of that middle step. Yeah. And you just stand there and destroy it. And then there is... The weak spot at the bottom. The big glowing uh, circle. Just go blast it. Yeah, and then that is, you're going to look for that in various places all across this game. Oh, yeah. That weak spot. You know, luckily for us, the Red Falcon, you know, their engineers wanted to make sure that all of their devices and things could be exploded if need be. Yeah, well, they're very civil in that way. Yes. They're civil engineers. Now, this boss should be a piece of cake. There is no way to get hit by it if you're smart and you yeah. know that spot. You are done and you can move on. To level two. Yeah, the level, base. Yeah, level two or base one. Base one. And now you are inside the very base that you just uh, destroyed the wall of. Which, you know, I like that bit of level design. You can see, you know, I, th- I feel like they did that really well in Super C, but you'll see parts of it here where yeah. it comes from. And now you are in the third person or, you know, it's behind you. 
the camera yeah. mode. Yeah, and you're like, it, it's kind of weird because you can move left or right, and your shots move down kind of towards the center mm-hmm. um, of the oppo- of the opposite wall. Yes, but you can't move forward because there's like this electro field that will shock you and stun you, and you know you can get shot or something if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where you're going to notice how good your controller's D-pad is. Yeah, yeah. You have a weird kind of limited invincibility when you jump. Sometimes you can jump over or through weird bullets. Sometimes you can't. It's kind of hard to tell. You don't have shadows, so you, you know right. exactly where they are in the plane. But if you're ducking, you do dodge all of the bullets. Yeah. So I, that's the the safe the safe uh, route is to duck as much as possible here. Yeah. The only thing you have to worry about are some guys will throw like those stick grenades at you, mm-hmm. and those will hit you while you're crouched. Now, in almost every room. In these base levels, if you wait long enough, a red soldier will run out or jump across. I know, and uh, I'm not sure if it's just the red guys, but the um, manual lists these enemies as royal guards. So, whatever that means. Well, if you kill these royal guards, they will drop a power-up or a weapon power-up, so... Yeah. Unfortunately, there's not a very big selection in this weapon, You can, or in this level, you can get uh, the rapid fire. I think there's two machine guns and an F. Yes, I got that F. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's also uh, the rollers. You might see a few of those <clears throat> here. These like yes. rolling pin things coming out of the floor. You have to duck to shoot them yes. before they hit you or and you then die. Every single room has its weak spot area, its sensor or whatnot. And yeah. to advance, you must destroy that. Now, yeah. you do not have to destroy the guns. No, yeah, that's right. You you just need to kill the eyeball sensor, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, and that will advance you to, that'll blow up the wall and advance you to the next area. Yeah, and uh, this first one only has five rooms to go through, so it's not too deep. And then once you've made it through the fifth room, you are at the first real boss of the game. Yeah, it just calls it the evil core of base one. Okay, and what it is is like some sort of weird looking alien eye thing that is moving back and forth across the top. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't, I always thought of it as a I mean, first, it doesn't appear. There are these, like, weird sensors and these three turrets that are shooting bullets at you, but you just blow them all up before. Yeah, you have to get through all of those things before that weird eye will appear. That then you can. I never thought of it as an eye, but that makes sense. Like, I always thought of it as, like, a creature with something in its mouth, like a big oh, yeah. open mouth thing. I, it kind of reminds me of a, a weird, from this old game, Super Demon Attack on my old Texas Instruments computer. Like, it reminds me of an enemy from that. So. Okay. Now, what makes this area hard is the fact that you cannot attack the turrets they're shooting at you first and they shoot out in a spread yeah now if you're playing two player you may think it's best to split up but oh no usually it is not at a boss you know combine your firepower man yes and you can just both line up and tear through each side if you're very careful you can get just left of or right of the center uh shot in the Mm -hmm. spread and you can shoot it when it opens and you don't have to worry about getting hit in return yeah exactly and then you guys team up for that eye when it appears. This should be no problem. Yeah, you can, and you can kill. It shoots those big rings at you, but you can blow those up pretty easily. Yeah, and that's why you want to be together because one person's firing can be destroying those rings. Yeah, the other yeah. person can be hitting that eye. Teamwork, teamwork. Because if you defeat it, you get to move on to level three, the waterfall. Yeah, this is a a vertical level. Um, you're jumping up, you can see mountains and, you know, holes in it through. You can see the waterfall behind it. Lots of uh, platforms. Plenty more of these jumping guys. A bunch yeah. of gray rock, you know, rock. There are holes that big boulders fall out of that can hurt you, but they're pretty easy to avoid. Yeah, they, they telegraph way in advance when they're going to fall. They can be blown up, but they take a lot of shots. Not worth it. Nope. Not worth it at all. Agreed. 
Now, early on, you're going to get the fire and then another laser here. And then after that, you're going to come across one of the more annoying enemies in the game. The, the water dudes? The scuba men. Yeah. Because yeah, you can see suck, them. Man. Yeah. But you cannot hurt them. Yeah. I mean, when they come out to shoot, I think you can shoot them. But yeah. That so, involves some weird timing. You see them hiding in the water, but they will not jump out of the water until you are pretty much right above them. Yeah, and they'll, like, shoot upwards, and mm-hmm. this weird, like, mortar spread thing comes down that, you know, it has, like, three big red bullets. They suck, man. They do suck, and I just pretty much try to run away. Yeah, I don't mess with I'm just like, keep moving up as fast as you can. Yeah, now, the, the downfall is, if you're two-playering this level, you can leave the other player behind. It can be. You can die if you hit the bottom of the screen. Like, yeah. So, the platforming, while it's not usually too tough to get over the pits, like, if you screw up, it's a death, and you can kill your partner, so. Yeah, this is cool. a point at which you definitely, there are, there are times where you want to wait for the other person, and you kind of want to advance together. Yeah, for sure. Like, with the fire in the middle of the stage. Oh, yeah, on the bridge? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then above that, you do have some moving platforms, and you pretty much have to wait on each other at those. Yeah, yeah, the floating rock platforms. Yes. Now, as you ascend, there will be more of the old-school turrets, you know, that are just stuck there. Lots of them. More and more. And they're not that hard, though, because you can usually get right underneath them, shoot yeah. up. Well, they're nice. To, I mean, if you don't have a spread, like, two shots from a laser will kill those. So oh, yeah. you can plant them right. Like, I always try to edge one on a screen at a time and just kill it before I go up, if I can. And then at the very top, you're going to, or then towards the very top, you do have one of the pop-up models Mm -hmm, just to keep mm -hmm. you on your toes. Oh, yeah. But none of this area is really that tough. No, no. It's, I mean, if you're playing one player, it's even easier in a way, so you don't have to worry about. You can just gun it, run up up the steps as fast as you can. Yeah. But, you know, you get past that pop-up guy, and then the waterfall changes. You are ascending past the lip of the waterfall. Yeah, now it's like some gray stones as opposed to the brown earth of below. It's a little darker. And then you get to the very top, and now you're in for the third boss fight. Yeah, and this is like an iconic Contra boss, I always felt like. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, this is a giant xenomorph. Yeah, a giant brown alien. I mean, it looks just like a xenomorph's head over top of this big gate type wall yeah it's thing. like a living base something this was the beginning of the what i would call the quote metal bosses and right. i'm talking heavy metal yeah, bosses yeah in the contra universe oh it's pretty intense looking man it has two arms arms that are made of balls and at the end of each arms is a spiked ball yeah and, and it shoots energy beams or balls out of those spiked balls as well as its mouth yes and it flails those around now you can destroy each arm by destroying the spiked ball at the end. Yeah. But you do not have to. No, I usually will destroy one of them, but mm-hmm. at least one, depending on just where I'm standing. But Now, uh, its weak spot is its big old mouth. Yeah, yeah. And you just need to start hitting that. Now, if you have a, a laser on your team, that person needs to just get in the middle and start lasering away. Yeah, you can blast this thing. Um, you can even stand just slightly left or right of the, you know, it shoots a downwards triple spread, and mm-hmm. just like the cannons at the previous boss, you can just move to left or right of that center one and still hit it. Yes, and again, not too hard. You avoid all those projectiles and keep focusing on that mouth, and this head will explode. And then you can move on into the base that it was guarding. And that is stage four, base two. Yeah. This one's a little longer, though. Now now you're looking at eight screens before you get to the boss, so you got a little more going on. Okay. And there's going to be a lot more guys throwing those grenades now. There's one in every room, I think. Yeah, and as well as the, the weak points are shielded now, they have this little 
glowy like uh, square panel mm-hmm. that you like shoot at and it makes a really awesome sound and cracks it, it open like it's really rewarding to like that is one of the most satisfying things <laughs> in this game and of all games to be honest with you the w- the noise it makes and the way it cracks until it breaks off oh i, I wish there yeah. was a game of just breaking those things <laughs> oh, man. it's uh yeah and you, you know the levels the rooms are a little more complicated here you're going to get various you know combinations of rollers or turrets or weak spots that you have to jump to hit as mm-hmm. opposed to just you know at the now, level one thing we did not mention, I don't think, is that in these levels, the flame gun still does its weird arc. It still does its oh, weird path. Oh, yeah, it does. It does. But because it's got that large circle that it does, it hits on the top and lower level Yeah, at the that's same right. Time. Yeah. I so you can be ducking that. and hitting stuff in the middle, or you can be standing and hitting stuff at the top. That's I forgot about that. That's it nice. It actually makes it very useful in these levels. And oddly enough, I happen to grab it uh, i think both times well they keep I, it through most of these levels at least in in this one there are two f's you can get that's so. probably why but uh have you ever gotten the like in these levels if you get the spread and the rapid fire like it's insane dude like you are no. shooting so many bullets and they move so fast like it looks crazy like it looks like a flamethrower like it's just like the stream of like they move way faster than they do in the side scrolling screens you should check it out man. i will definitely have to look that up or maybe try to grab it. I don't know. We'll see. Now that my son's back in town, uh, as of tonight, I, I promised him I would go through this game with him because he was a little disappointed he didn't get to play it. Oh, well, he should be. Yeah. Get him in there. See what he thinks. Well, he, he liked the Super C, so, you know. I think, yeah. Now, like you said, this is a longer uh, base. But, you know, it, it has all the things in common with the first one. So if you just keep your head about you, you stay ducked the whole time. Yeah. Just be patient. You should be able to get through it fairly easily. And then at the very end... You have what is very odd boss. Yeah, it's a strange, um, similar to the first base boss, like you'll have some weak points and cannons that you have to deal with first. Well, no, because first you have to deal with something entirely different. Well, you do, yeah, you have these four bird men. Yeah, these are the first appearance where I'm like, these are must be the guys from the alien jungles layer in Super C. You know, the vertical, oh, yeah. those dudes come down. I didn't think about it when we played Super C, but I'm like, oh, that's these guys. Okay. Well, there are four red dudes that are guarding part of this wall that is the boss. Yeah, there's like two levels they'll come out and shoot at you. Mm-hmm. And then they be... will jump on down. Well, there's blue ones that jump as well, oh, okay. too. Um, right, they jump right away. I don't know if they shoot also, but after you, you, know, you kill these weak points and the turrets, and then the real boss appears, which is... Uh, like these four heads, kind of. It's you like, mean the transformer heads? Yeah, they do kind of look like Autobot faces. <laughs> they they look a lot like it. Now, as you said, there are you know turrets, or there's just one big turret in the middle, just yeah, like the yeah. previous uh, base boss. And then there is also those three weak points you have to destroy, no problem. And the enemies that run out, those birdmen, they only take one hit. They're not yeah. they're not harder, not too tough. But once you've done that, well, four Autobot heads come out at the very top. Yeah, two red, two blue. And then they phase together and then phase apart. Yeah. And they, they're only able to be hit when they phase together and make two heads yeah, out of the four. Yeah. It's, it's really more like, it's like two heads double exposed, kind of. Yeah. It's like you have double vision. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you almost sang it. I know. I was trying to think of the line. Fill my eyes. Yes. Double vision. And uh, this boss is uniquely hard in the fact that you can only hit it when it hits that point and then the entire time that it's moving, it's shooting out little balls at you that fly around the room. Yeah, this um, another familiar foe from Super C, the red and blue, uh, the double bubbles, man. 
Now, again, this is one of those instances where you definitely want to double up your fire if you're two playing it. Yeah, yeah. You know, one guy can be kind of picking off the side things, but then when they come together, you need to laser focus and take out that one head at a time. Yep, for sure. And, I mean, you can avoid these bubbles. They they kind of home in on you. They don't completely, they'll... You can jump over them way easy. They, they tend to speed up the longer they're on the screen, though. Sometimes they're slow when they first come out, so you can just peg them. They only take one bullet, but mm-hmm. they move pretty quick, so it can be tough. Yeah, I would say this boss is the first challenge. When it comes to bosses, you know, just because oh, of the yeah. way the heads move and that they have, you know, an invincibility period. But again, not not too horrible. Yep. And you defeat the Autobot heads, <laughs> then you can move on to level five, the snow field. Yes, which um, is uh, interesting because you're in the Amazon, right? But if you read the manual, it notes that Red Falcon froze the rainforest to stop your progress. Damn, that guy's got some power. Yeah, if he can freeze a rainforest, like, how are we even standing a chance? The other thing about this level is it's definitely where it starts to ramp up the difficulty. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. You got, like, a frozen foresty looking Mm -hmm. background, but... But right off the bat, yeah, you've got those uh, gunner men. Yeah, I always called them shield gunners because they're behind this, like, turretty looking thing that, Mm -hmm. you know, they take quite a few shots. And you have to be decking. You know, we don't have to duck. You can dodge their bullets if you are ducking. Yeah, and you're probably having uh, these... I mean, we just said they look like firecrackers, but these explosives are being hurled out of the forest. Yeah. Kind of like the grenades in the first level of Super C, uh, but they're a lot more and a lot faster, so you yeah, got to keep your eyes peeled. And that's what makes the, the difficulty jump in this level, is that there are a lot more just physical hazards like these grenades just constantly coming out of the forest and you're you're seeing some real some pit deaths here too you are now you'll get a machine gun or in the rapid early on yeah i think eventually you can get all the weapons here yeah not too far into the level you get through most of them now about halfway through you will come to the water area yeah those underwater jerks are back yeah but you know just run past them they're not as bad here and then you get to a point where i have never ever ever gotten through without losing a life if i'm playing one player oh really and that is this i don't know what do you call this thing because it's not a tank spike tanks that's or spike jeep gunner thing you know it <laughs> looks more like a car that they just stuck a bunch of crap on yeah it's got like a little turret on top but it has a big spiked panel on the front that you know would ram into you so i'm guessing you destroy this thing no problem oh yeah i mean you just i mean you had a gun though special gun no you can do it with the normal one if you just I mean, I was using a turbo button, so... Okay. But, I mean, I I don't think I've ever... I mean, except for maybe the first times when I played it. Like, I if feel like it's almost... Impo- I, I guess I'm... I'm at, maybe I'm just wrong. You just maybe have to be ready memory. for it right away and turn. Like, I mean, I've had... It'll start advancing, you know? It'll mm-hmm. just sit there oh, and yeah. shoot at you for a little while and then start moving forward slowly. So it, it can get close, but um, it's, it's not too bad. Now... Just shoot away. Right, yeah. I got here with the flamethrower and... It worked pretty good. You know, yeah, I just yeah. did spam it as fast as I could. And we, I didn't, we destroyed I didn't it. get here with like laser or spread really to really test out and see like, could you really like blast this thing super quick before it stops shooting or something maybe? Well, I don't know, but you have another opportunity to find out seconds later. Yeah, you <laughs> right away. Uh, I mean, you get past this, there's another little patch of foresty ice and then you're back to another uh, spike tank. So. Yeah. And, you know, same thing. <laughs> according to Nick, you can just blow through it easy. One I mean, player. you really got to jam, but, yeah, you know, yeah. like. Uh, Hopefully you have um, quick fingers and or a turbo button. If you have a turbo, you're good. Just go all the way left and then tap right to turn and. And turbo away. 
Well, you clear that, and then, man, you are running through the never-ending volley of grenades. Yeah, another one of these scenes. Yes, and then, if you can make it through there, you are at the boss. Yeah, weird alien ship that lets little ships out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Now, again, it may seem like you've got a lot on your plate with this boss, but there is a laser that you can pick up literally right before it. Yeah, yeah. And you can avoid everything it does and just fire at it Um, with that laser. Yeah, you can just keep shooting. You want to stand straight underneath it and shoot up. You'll destroy the bullets it's shooting down. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's little ships coming out to the left and right of it. Now, if you're playing two-player, the player who does not have the laser should just be standing right next to you, shooting left and right, taking care of all those little mini ships. They'll drop down when they get to the ground. They come at you, but... Even if you don't have someone, if you're playing one player, you can usually just jump them and, you know, the ship will start to fade away after a little while. If you have laser, it'll probably is gone. But yeah, because it only takes a few seconds. Even if you don't, once it, it'll reappear even closer to the ground, and that's usually when it's just dead right away, if, if it makes it to its first teleport. Now, one thing that's really cool about this boss, and, you know, we didn't mention a lot of the other bosses, is the way that parts of them fade in looks really smooth and really unique. And oh, yeah, yeah. This one has, like, these hatches that slide up on it yeah. as it goes to let out these mini ships. And there's just all these little animations and fades on the bosses that were really nice touches that I didn't see for a long time in other games. It was Contra leading the way, man. Definitely leading the way. Now, at the end of the screen, there is, like, a hangar, like a you know an entrance to yeah, a place. to a door or something. You defeat the boss, and then you are now in stage six, the energy zone. You have entered down into their base. This is, uh, I think this is my favorite level. This is where I think you test the limits of that first continue. Yeah, this was a big, I remember this being a stumbling block for me. This was where I was like, all right, this is hard now. Like, I remember having conversations with my friend, like, how are we going to beat that boss? Well, okay, to begin with... They're throwing a hundred more dudes at you. You're getting a There's lot a of guys. There's a man at every single level, every 10 feet. Lots of those shield gunners. And now you have these broken pipes that are emitting flames. And this is what gets me. It's the flames. No other part of this level. It's some of these flames. I just have a really hard time timing the jump. And if you're playing two player, it's even worse. Oh, because yeah. the second player can trigger them, trigger their flaming or advance the screen into a way that really traps you or yeah. puts you in a horrible spot for a respawn. Or you can get forced into some bad positioning. Yeah, and this level will do it a lot. This and is where I think I died, you know, and the screen advanced in such a way that I would just fall into another pit. Yeah, you can get stuck there. Like, yeah, I was like, Bill, run, run. Yeah, go. <laughs> like, uh, And another thing that makes this level tough is there are only three power-ups. You can get a machine gun, a laser, and a body shield. Yeah, so. Good luck holding on to that machine gun or laser because they're also right in the very beginning of yeah, the level. Yeah. What jerks. Yeah, it's tough. Man. Now, the first couple flame areas are vertical they're coming down from the ceiling they're not too hard you can get the very bottom and jump across yeah no no sweat and then you get into the horizontal ones yeah you really gotta just just be patient man just yeah crouch it's all and about wait. timing because <laughs> they will shoot out a jet and those aren't timed based on you they just have their own pattern yeah so you just have to be patient don't try to take all four levels at once take one or two and then duck wait take yeah. one or two more you can be through that area there's no, no time limit no prize for racing through no like I said, it gets a little harder with two players, but it's not too bad. What really gets me is the second area where they start mixing the vertical and the horizontal flames. There's that one jump right where you get, where you get the invincibility. Mm-hmm. Like if if you're if you're smart, you can fall down and just get that invincibility right away. But mm-hmm. if you don't, just take it slow. It's a tough jump right there. Well, and the two player mode 
is kind of interesting because there's only one invincibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, Bill got it. And I said, all right, well, you run, and I'll just try to I'll keep t- up. I'll, yeah. time, I'll, t- I'll be my own timing, I guess. I don't know. But that's what the real challenge of the second half of this level is. It's all these fireplaces. Yeah. So it just takes patience. There are some tricky jumps, I'm not going to lie. But you can get through it. Yeah, yeah. It's not, not too horrible. What is horrible is the boss of this level. He's... I remember him being, I mean, one of the toughest, if not the toughest, but he I, I didn't have the hardest boss of the trouble. game. Like, you, you have to master jumping over yes. him. Yes. Okay, so let's begin. This is your first boss that is humanoid. Yeah, he's like a giant armored alien. Yes. That's what I always thought of him as. Like one eye. Yeah, or and something. It, like it's a just, visor. It's creepy looking. It's got some big spikes on its shoulders. Yeah, yeah, and it, it marches left and right, doing these full screen jumps sometimes up mm-hmm. and down, and it now, throws these little spikes. Spiky discs, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And the real key factor is that he is hard to get around. And running into him is a death. Yeah. I mean, it's just a matter of mastering Can you get under him? your jump. Um, I, Well, because I don't know that he jumps while he's moving left or right. I feel right. like they're just standing jumps. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you gotta, you, gotta you gotta master it, you know? Well, the only way to get around him is to jump over him. Yeah, when but he's the thing coming is, at you. his height is pretty much yeah. right under the arc of your jump, the height of it. So you have to be spot on with that jump. Yeah, and it's just like you, you want to, you know, now, jump over him left and right and try to shoot him when you can. You want to, you got to be very careful because sometimes he'll just turn around right away after mm-hmm. you jump over him. And you got to jump, double jump back. Like. Now with two players, again, fairly easy because one of them can keep, uh, you know, firing on him the whole time and can take out his little disc thing he throws out. I forgot you could shoot those. You I can. Mess. I was just jumping them, but what are those things? And you know what they remind me of is like curling, you know, the Winter Olympic mm-hmm. sport. I'm familiar with curling, yes. It reminds me of those things, those like bumpers, but with like spikes on it. Oh, all right. What do you think, cartridge commandos? Let us know. Now, I did lose, I think, at least two lives on this guy. Uh, he, he, he is He is what I would say probably the toughest boss, but I was actually pleasantly surprised with my lack of dying at him this time. No deaths at all. Well, I mean, I'm sure I died at least once. Okay. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, man, like, it wasn't a a stopping point for me. Gotcha. Now, does he change color as you hit him? Yeah, he starts off, like, blue, and then he gets, like, reddish and then kind of dark purple, I feel. Which, I think he's the only boss in the game that does that. I believe so. Which is a little unique. Those spike tanks change color as you shoot them. That's true. I think they're the only other things. So, oddly enough, he also changes color, which is nice, though, because, you know, you don't have, like, a bar... Yeah, you get a little something to know you're making progress. And you need it because, man, otherwise it'd be a very disheartening <laughs> battle. Now, again, this will probably be where you lose the most lives, I think. It, yeah. But hopefully you haven't lost too many. You can take him out. And then behind him is a giant door. That door opens. And you can move on to level seven. The hangar? Yeah, hangar zone. Yeah, it's a... You're back indoors, kind of. It's like a very brownish, reddish-brown level. Mm-hmm. Although the background, I always just thought it was black, but if you look, there's stars back there. Yeah. So it's like, is this open? Well, they're like green, though. So. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the energy zone. The energy zone has stars in the background. Okay. I've messed up. Well, once you get into the actual level, it's kind of like circuitry yeah. on the walls and stuff. It's a cool, like, high-tech walls, man. And, whoo. Man, someone played some Castlevania <laughs> because they took the spikes from Castlevania, gave them a little more of a high tech look, and yeah. imported them all into this game. Well, they're they're tighter; they're like one sprite wide, mm-hmm. as opposed to the big presses. And I feel like do, do they remind you of the Bionic Commando grappling arm? I mean, much they bigger, do. but you know they have that same kind of triple spike prong. Yeah, yeah, I can see that a hundred percent. 
Now, this level is weird all over because a lot of it is just, you know, very finesse timing of walking through these spikes, yeah, waiting for them to fields. go up and down, up and down. They have an automatic timing that's not based on you, really. No. So it's just, you know, patience and tapping, tap, tapping. Then they have these mine carts in the level that yeah. are almost 100% useless. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple jumps you need them to get up to, but they're optional and destroyable. Yeah, yeah. There's another jerk move in this <laughs> level, and that is a series of walls that just shoot out of the floor. Yeah, there's a bunch of, they just... Oh, spiked walls, I'm sorry. Yeah, spiked walls, so you can't run into them, gotta be ready for them. And eventually one does pop up while you're traversing you underneath the spikes. Hit the brakes and shoot them down. Um, or if I'd... you're two-playering it, one person stays back, takes care of the wall for a player, oh. the other player. I um I remember seeing I, I think in Nintendo Power there's a few of these walls that emerge that if you're just right and you jump right you can actually jump on top of them and skip them. Mm -hmm. I've never been able to do it though. I didn't know if maybe you guys or no. maybe maybe Bill's superhuman esque and no no not that I saw. <laughs> but yeah, aside from the uh, spike walls and stuff, you're just seeing a lot more of the you know backpack troopers, crimson guards, and the shield gunners. So. It's mainly the the falling spikes that are the danger of this level. Yeah. Now, like you said, there are a couple places where you can use the mine carts to jump up to other areas, but they don't really give you much. There's one that gives you, I think, of the bulletproof thing. Yeah. But it's given to you at a place that's not useful at all. No, and in fact, it can be um, a curse because if you have the bulletproof and you walk into one of those carts, it'll blow it up. Weird. I think you might still be able to stand on top of them, but I know if you enter, move into them from the left or right. Well, it doesn't matter because the only th power-up you can get that you need a cart for is the machine gun. Yeah. I, and there's a spread after that. Yeah. I, yeah. It's. <laughs> it doesn't It doesn't matter. It doesn't make much sense. Now, at the very uh, back end of the level, you do have uh, your final gauntlet of spikes that come down where there's no safe spot. And there's the wall at the end. So. Yeah, so you got to run back or, you know, whatever. It's it's not too rough. No. But what really gets my goat, as oh. they say, oh. is you get right through that. And then oh. there's a ton of those uh, gunner man, the, yeah, the ones that have the shields in front of them. No, and they're really placed really uh, agonizingly because it's like as soon as you, you kill one and then like as soon as you're moving, oh, no, the next one's there and they shoot as soon as they enter the yeah. screen. So you have to be ready for some uh, really like... Drop and yeah. duck and shoot, man, you right away. duck, split hair timing. Now, if you can make it past the four shield gunners, you are now at the boss the, of this level? It's a door. <laughs> it's a door. I mean, yeah. there's some turrets on the floor. Yeah, they shoot out of uh, explosives. And there's lots of enemies coming in and running out of the door. There's a giant weak spot right above the door that yeah. you're aiming at. If you are if you have two players, this becomes so trivial, it's not even funny. Or even if one player, you just run up and hold the upper right and just keep shooting. And when that door opens, back up a little, shoot the guys. You know, I just pretty much ignore the cannons on the floor and just gun this thing down asap it's it's very easy yeah that's what we did we just had we, we were both just standing at the back jumping and shooting okay. at the weak spot and then since we were not synchronized whoever was like, was continual like stream yeah and whoever was like toward on the floor was killing anyone that was coming out of the door so again this after that last boss what a welcome uh you know respite you know you can relax take a break take out the big plus at the top and you can go through that door and man, I hope you're ready. Because now you are in stage eight, the alien's lair. Yes, this is and the final in final level. They mean aliens literally, like the movie <laughs> aliens. Was it underlined and quoted quotation marks? If I was uh lawyer for the estate of H.R. <laughs> Geiger, man, Konami would owe us a ton of money. 
Now this level is very Giger. It's you know you got a purple background, but it's like all the ground looks like these insectoid, like crustacean. It looks alien like stuff. Exoskeletons. Yeah, straight out of his sketchbook. Very much. And then there's these weird shrimps. Well, you'll fight those at the fir- like you'll you're not very far into the level before you see what I always saw as red falcon. It looks like a big like it looks exactly like the little mouth that comes out of the queen alien, except yes. it's big and red and has horns. Yes, but. I really feel like they could have chosen any other shape for this <laughs> this creature because it is so so spot on with H.R. Geiger's designs. His intent. And his intent. <laughs> and uh, let's just say it's extremely phallic. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a suggestive uh, mini-boss kind of, but now, it's very easy. So easy. You just shoot it. At a 45-degree yeah. angle, and he will kill everything that's spewing. Yeah, all it does is, you know, there's these little, the, the shrimp you mentioned, it, you know, admits those out of its mouth, and you just, you know, destroy them as they appear, and eventually, not too long, you'll just blow this away. And then you have access to the innards of this alien. Yeah, you keep moving farther to the right, and you're going to see a lot of those little, like, uh, pink mouths. They are emitting what I always thought of as cotton balls that come out and then home at you. I always thought of them as white blood cells. Oh, okay. Like yeah. giant white blood cells coming to get you, the yeah. enemy in its system. That makes sense, man. I don't, yeah. I don't know why they'd come out of a, a, a toothed mouth inside it, but hey. <laughs> it's a weird, it's, you know, this is another area where you just like take it slow. Yeah. You know, destroy them one by one. Don't get a bunch of these on the screen because then it can get to be a cluster. But if you, as if you're two you... player in it, you have that one person at point just edging along to make them appear while the guy in the back is picking yeah. off anything that's coming down and you're gonna be careful you only get three power-ups in this whole level there's a machine gun at the beginning there's a a b an invincibility and then there's a spread later and so if you get that spread you want to hold on to it but you definitely want to hold on to it now as you make your way through this alien there are more and more of those mouths there's these weird things hanging from the ceiling in the background yeah there's some there's some cool background artwork man yeah it just makes it more creepy creepy sprites. a little weirder and then you know you're getting close to the boss because it's emitting face huggers. Yeah, big pink face huggers. And these are literally just face huggers. There's no other way to describe yeah, them. Nah, they are yeah. straight out of the movie. <laughs> they are larger than the ones in the film. Well, yeah, and they're pink. And they're pink. And then as you get closer, you realize they're coming out of egg pods that are very similar to the ones from the Aliens franchise. Yeah, you will see the true final boss, which is a giant alien heart suspended on the wall between, you know, with two... Face hugger egg emitters, you know, there's two below it and, and two above it. Yes. Now, not the coolest final boss. I think it's a cool boss. Like, I think it's a cool idea as the second form of a boss. I, uh, well, yeah, but I, I looked at that big mouth as the first form, but there's no real boss. That's the thing that kind of sucks. Like, I yes. wish there was something more going on than just the face huggers. Because you may think, oh, I've got to kill these egg sacs and then I can take out the heart, but you don't have to. No, no, you can. In fact, you can though. You can, but there's no reason to take out the ones on the ceiling. No, I'll destroy the ones on the bottom right because, away. Because yeah, they they do hinder you a little bit. They will attack you. Then you can pretty much just run right up to it and just forty-five degree angle there. Boom! You shoot away. And every now and then, you might have to back off if you see one getting squarely coming down from above. Yeah, or if there's two of you, not ever, because the other person can take care of it. Yeah, yeah. And it's cool as you fight it as, you know, it makes a, a really cool sound when you shoot it, which is similar to the cracking uh, plates in the, the one level, the base two, mm-hmm. uh, which I really like the sound it makes when you shoot it. And it starts speeding up its beating as it gets closer to dying. And that's really cool. I do like that a lot. Until eventually it's just about to burst. 
And then with that final shot, boom, explosions, and that heart explodes. Heart attack, man. You have killed the Red Falcon. And then you are given, you know, one one nice little cutscene. Yeah, you get a nice little, you know, it kind of fades out um, mm-hmm. a little, and then it shows the island and... Uh, Some cool explosions. Yeah, yeah, the island's blowing up the little helicopter, which is pretty well animated. You know, it shows it kind of pick up and fly off with you guys and... Fly right towards you. Yeah, flies towards the camera. It's uh, Yeah, but you get some awesome music. You do. I really like uh, both of the Contra games have great ending music. And you do get that little, you have destroyed the vile red falcon and saved the universe. The universe. Consider yourself a hero. And I I do. Every time I beat that game, I consider myself (laughs) a hero. Well, Nick, here we are in the review portion of the show. Here we are. And of course, we always use the classic Nintendo Power Review System with uh, four categories, each category having a possible score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 3.0. I gave it a 3.5. All right. I said it's uh, simple sprites, not a ton of animation. Yeah. But killer music, awesome designs, and the some really cool enemies and bosses that you just look really interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's got... I think the sprites are fine. There's just not a lot of them. You know, like, I agree. You only have, like, five enemies, but that's fine. Um, uh, and... Very colorful backgrounds. I like the backgrounds a little more than I do in Super C, even though that game has better, better technical graphics. Really, you know. I would agree. You know, in that in that aspect. But yeah, and I mean, it has a very appropriately like actiony soundtrack. I like a lot of these songs a lot. Um, very familiar to me. I haven't listened to them in years, but I went back. And was I was feeling it, man. It was it was cool. They do get you in the mood, and they make you want to, you know, just kick ass. Well, Nick, what did you rate the play control of this game? I give it a, a 3.5. Well, I too gave it a 3.5. I said this game just feels pretty much right. There are some jumps that are a little tough, but you can pull off some super slick moves. Yeah, you have some a, saves that make you look like full on Matrix. A lot of nuance to your jump, and I mean, there's not a lot to do, so I feel like they, they really nailed it. Simple but perfect. Yeah, my only gripe is that jumping is that the hit the hit detection at the edge of a cliff and the beginning of another one can be a little little rough. But otherwise, like you said, it feels spot on. Yeah, sometimes in the 3D levels, the jumping hit detection, you can be weird. Because sometimes I go through bullets I thought I would get hit by, but I'm like, I don't know where, where that thing is, you know, in the plane. But all in all, it's A-OK. All right, now we have the challenge factor of this game. And I rated it a 2.5. I gave it a, um, I gave it a 3.0. I can see that. Now, I said that it is kind of hard if you're playing it with the five lives. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that there are continues and, of course, the code, the Konami code. With that, there really should be no problem beating this game. Like, if you get the spread gun, it significantly reduces the challenge of any level. And Mm -hmm. you can really make make a run for it with it. Finally, Nick, we have the theme and fun. And I gave this a 4.0. I give it a 5.0. Oh, I feel kind of bad. <laughs> well, you, you know, you got You do you, man. That's true. I said it is still just as fun to sit next to a friend and tear through this game fighting aliens. I, yeah, I just love this game. Uh, it's my favorite Contra game. It was an early game I've always loved, and I feel like it's got, it's got some good, simple gameplay. That's It's got just enough variety with weapons and stuff to give it a little replay value, but it's, it's easy to learn and fun to master. So, Nick, 
you know, I've got to ask, should you play this game? You should, and you should get someone to play it with you. I agree. I said, oh yeah. Now this two-player action holds up so well, you need to sit down and play this game with someone you love or even someone you hate. <laughs> yeah, get them to the waterfall level and let them know how you really feel. That's right. Now, this game is everything good about the 80s action genre yeah. distilled into one video game. And it's not too long. You can beat this game in half an hour. Yeah, yeah. So there is really no reason to not be playing this game right now or this evening. Yeah, get on it now. Get on it. Next week's game will be Super Ghouls and Ghosts for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. And remember, folks, if there's anything we forgot or stuff you want to say to us, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we'll get back to you. Nick will even get back to you in that accent. Yeah, see? <laughs> now, please uh, like us on Facebook at Cartridge Command. Do the Twitter thing at Cart Command. Subscribe to the show on anything that allows you to subscribe to shows. We like that. Yeah. iTunes reviews. Yeah. Throw some iTunes reviews our way. I'll take it. We'll take any review you want to give us, even the mediocre ones. I know there's no bad ones, right? <laughs> and of course, we must always thank from the bottom of our heart, our patrons at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is you guys that make this show financially possible. So again, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Consider yourself a hero. Yes, you should. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! Oh man, I forgot to tell you. I saw Jaws. Okay, hold on. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we haven't got any complaints about you not seeing it either. Uh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>